from the desk below. What up, though? You are now tuned in to From the Desk of Low. Brought to you by that feeling. Go get it. From the Desk of Low. Welcome back from the Desk of Low. I have with me one of my most favorite, favorite rappers. He's one of my most favorite groups ever. Um, I recently got a chance to interview Heaven Razor. Um, so it's only right that I reach out to the other members of the Sons of Man collective. So without further introductions, I have the legendary, the one and only, Prodigal, Prodigal Son. Peace, peace, brother. How you doing, man? I'm doing very good, sir. How are you doing today, sir? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. You know, always can be doing better. Yeah, uh, well, you know, we're alive and we're breathing, sir, so that, that it always could be worse, sir. It's a blessing, exactly. Um, so, sir, um, I grew up to you. I was born in 1991, so um, I was very in tune of Sons of Man as I got older, too. Um, I actually found y'all gents through the weirdest way. Um, I was bumping the Renaissance Child CD, and my older cousin came in, and he said, um, Yo, you bumping Sons of Man? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm bumping uh, Heaven Razor. And he's like, yo, you know he's in a group that's a, that's a branch off of the Wu-Tang called Sons of Man? And I was like, Really? Yes, and then he handed me the CD, um, The Last Shall Be First, and it was on after right, that, right. too. Um, I, was uh, that's respect. Um, I was curious, uh, Prodigal Son, too, how was it growing up in Brooklyn, sir? Uh, you know, it was just like, you know, it was rough. You know, at the end of the day, but, you know, like any other place, I survived, man. We survived, you know, take the good with the bad. Well, and then, you, so, know, and, you know, you make the best out of it. But, you know, it was, it was fun, too. It was a lot of fun, you know, a lot of creativity, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of crime, a lot of, you know, a lot of everything in the neighborhoods. But, you know, all that was used as strength, you know what I'm saying? And that came out through the music. Um, so, you know, you're that, that's, you can see that in the music right there. That's the background. The music is the background to 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 the environment, you know what I'm saying? Of how we grew up and what we experienced and what we came through. You know, to actually get to where we are now. So yeah, it was it was it was crazy good, love, you know what I'm saying, hell, peace, you know what I'm saying? You can't really explain. You know, but I can tell you that um you know, I have no regrets, you know, at the end of the day. Because it all makes you who you are today. That's right. Um, you're very big. No. On, you're very big on healthy eating too. Did you learn that at a very young age, sir? Yep, I sure did. You know, because you know I came from the nation of gods and earth, so it was always about being mentally and physically clean. You know what I'm saying? And spiritually, you know, in that aspect. And um, you know what you put in your body, you know, has an effect on your body. You know, so I learned that early in. You know, what to put past your safeguard. Your mouth is your safeguard. You know what I'm saying? And once you put something past that and it's not right, the body will show the results. You know, so you better become your own doctor, man. You know, at an early age. Because, you know, we grew up in the ghetto and we get the worst, worst of foods. You know, so 
you see people dying at a young age from diabetes and all these different things like that. And, you know, um, people die young from heart attacks. Or, you know, it's all based on the food and things that we eat and the way you treat your body. So, always, yeah, I've definitely been disciplined on that for a while since I was younger, you know. Because you are what you eat. Um, have you ever thought about writing a spirituality book, sir? Yeah, well, that's in the process. Yeah, I'll, you know, I definitely thought of that. You know, and um, when the time is right, I think it'll, it'll present itself, you know. But um, as of right now, I'm just writing my um, books through my music. Ah, I like yeah. that. I like that's it. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, this particular album that, uh, you know, that we got out that I just executive produced and put together is, you know, an example of that. Um, you, know, you know, the rebirth, Sons of Rebirth. And you know what? I was bumping that earlier today. I didn't skip one track. I love that album. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. Oh, you're most welcome. Work my butt off with the crew, you know. And nobody lost um, a step. Nobody lost a step at all. Mm-hmm. Um, even the way that you yeah, guys... It's, 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 oh, go ahead, sir. I didn't mean sir, to cut you off. Oh, no, pardon me, sir. I didn't mean to cut you off. Man, it's in our heart. No, no worries. It's in our heart, man. You know, so I know it's in my heart. You know, and and some of the songs that I had captured, like, you know, the the KP verses and the different things from Razor, you know, I orchestrated it from the ground up and built music around everything because it's all live. The majority of the tracks were my producer, you know, DJ B Original, you know, my boy, Salvi One. And his brother, um, Mike Arkeke, um, LTD Productions, you know. There's three, three major producers, uh, and then I had one other guy, Guitar, it's Mom's house. So, you know, it's pretty much, um, I know our sound, you know. And my brothers trusted me to do it, so I put it, you know, we did it. You know, Sixty went in and did his part and killed it. You know, Razor did his part, you know, and we all showed up, you know. At the end of the day, if the fans need it, you know. Or they've been asking for it, too. Yeah, that's the only reason why I did it. (laughs) I did it for me and the crew and the legacy and the fans because they are relentless. You know, they will not give up. Where's the Sons of Man album coming? What's up? (laughs) Okay. Yo, Prodigal, man. I see you got two flowers out right now. Yo, come on, man. Get a Sons of Man record together, man. You have to go. So, you know, basically, you know, I put my heart into it, you know. And, you know, the legacy got to continue, man. You know, especially with everything going on with my brothers right now in the Wu-Tang world. Yeah, 25th anniversary. um, Yeah. And this is our 21st anniversary. We legal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, sir, you shared a very inspirational, because I've been a fan of you for years, so I've been paying attention for years. You shared a very inspirational story about um, how you used to hear your parents play Earth, Wind, and Fire late at night, and then later on in your life, you got to collaborate with them. That's a beautiful story, sir. That was super blessings, man. You know, that's something... That's something that's monumental in my life to this day, you know, to actually to be able to perform 
and record a song with your parents, greats. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And um, to be able to call my mom and say, I'm over here with you know, <laughs> Phil Belly and, you know, Maurice White. We in the studio. Da -da 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 -da. And she's like, what? You better get a picture of y'all. <laughs> yeah, it was a blessing, man. You know, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Sons of Man. You know, it was, I mean, the interview was incredible. But um, Phil Belly, you know, he was just like, you know, how did y'all come together on this situation? And he was like, man, you know, man. Earth, Wind, and Fire, Sons of Man, they dealing with the elements, you know. They like a younger version of us with the, with the science and the music. And, you know, I was like, wow, that's a blessing, man, you know. We did an interview back in the day on E with, um, in the studio with them. Oh. And, it was, you know, it was, it, was a, it was good to hear that, man, you know. These guys are legends, icons, you know what I'm saying? And um, from my parents listening to them, and, you know, it grew me to love their sound. So to actually, you know, be in the studio and actually manifest that, you know, 10 years later, 15 years later, you know what I'm saying, 20 years later, <laughs> it was a blessing, man. You know what I'm saying? Anything like that is a blessing. <laughs> and you're a very humbled soul, sir, because if anybody would have collaborated with Earth, Wind, and Fire, they would be the most cockiest person on Earth, too, but you're very humbled about it. Yeah, man, you know, we all musicians doing what we love, man. You know, I respect them and, you know, honor their style, and, you know, honor what they did for music, you know. They came at a time when we didn't come, so they opened up doors that we couldn't open. We wasn't here to open. You know, they opened up doors for us at the end of the day, whether it be R&B or whatever style of music across the board. But, you know, and the industry is still considered black music, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Whether it be hip-hop, R&B, you know, whatever it may have been. So, you know, they helped break that, um, they broke the, um, the code. You know, they went over. You know, they, they had all types of fans from all different worlds. You know, and they even broke the color barrier. You know, so, it's the same thing with Sons of Men, you know. Our music is for the people, you know. And, and no matter what color you are. And that's how music should be made, too, for the people, too. Because that's, maybe that's why I love uh, Sons of Man in particular so much, too, because it stands for something. Right. You know, yeah. It's just definitely about growth, change, and evolution. Man. It's a continuous cycle of life. You know, that's every day. Movement and change. That's all life really is. That's that, very true. Um, I'm, uh, from my understanding, sir, you're original stage name was Sons of Man before Prodigal Son? Yeah, well, my original name was Son of Man. Oh, S Son of Man. O-S-M-A-N, yep. And, um, yeah, once, you know, we sat down and, you know, we all gathered and was, you know, writing every day in the studio. Well, basically at my crib in Manhattan and, you know, basements and different things like that. You know, and we was, you know, we was really into reading the Bible, the Quran, the Torah, you know, the Sulepegum, the Apostles. He was reading all type of literature and history, you know, studying. And, you know, Killer Priest, we was talking, he was like, Prodigal Son, that's an old name right there. And I was like, yeah, I like that. You know, the story was similar to my life, you know, how I, how I was, you know, out young, early age, you know, taking care of myself. And, um, you know, realizing that the most important thing you know, at the end of everything is, you know, yourself and family, you know, that's the key. 
family oriented growing up prodigal son? Yeah, well, not well, pretty much, you know, much as I could be, but you know, I was wild growing up, man, you know, you know, I've been on my own since 14, 15, so, uh, you know, but really, um, but it makes who you I are today, my though. family, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, exactly, you know, but you're one of those people who live life to the fullest and have memories only people would kill to have, too. Like, um, I was curious, too, on who the first member you ever met from Sons of Man. Was it Priest? Was it Razor? Was it Shabazz? I was curious, sir. Well, the first person I met was um, Killer Priest. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was Killer Priest, if I'm not mistaken. Within the sons. Okay. Yeah. And then um, I was curious if you could share the uh, the story on how Sons of Man formed, sir, just for the new generation so they can understand, sir. Well, basically, you know, Sons of Man on back, you know, through in the early days of Wu-Tang, when, you know, Rizzo was doing the 36 Chambers, you know, um, they started, they had Wu-Tang records and pretty much. Me, 60, Razor, Shabazz, you know, we all complimented each other's styles and music, you know, and um, I had a situation over at um, Global Terrain Records, which later became Penalty Records. Rest in peace to my brother Mel Ice, who was the A&R. You know, he had set up a deal early in for, for Sons of Man to do a demo deal, because at the time, you know, um, before we became Sons of Man, you know, we was in different little segments, you know. Evan Razor was, you know, he was in a group called Seven Ambassador, and they was called The Last Future, you know, and Shabazz and his and Killer Priest was the Disciples, and then, you know, me, Killer Priest, and the 60 second, we became the Arts of War. You know, it was a whole little situation until we all tied it in and said, you know what? I took the name Prodigal Son, and I spelled it in my own unique way, S-U-N-N, and um, we became the sons of that. You know, I threw the Z up on the sun. We always have a thing with Zs. <laughs> <laughs> and um, instead of the S, you know, it's the sun. It's like, you know, instead of S-O-N, it's S-U-N-N, you know. And um, we pretty much came together, man, because at that time, our music was more on a spiritual, you know, historical you know, political, you know, um, it was that voice at the time. And, you know, um, so we went in the studio from the little situation that I had set up. Um, well, after the situation that was set up, we had a little demo offer with um, Kevin Powell's over at Capitol, I think, back then. 
situation where we go in the studio and record the songs and then, you know, it was a demo type situation that um, Philip Priest's cousin had brought to the table. Rest in peace, brother named Kevin. And um, from there, Rizzo heard what was going on and he came to the session. And I was like, yo, I got Wu-Tang Records, man. You getting ready to go hard. I want to bring y'all over here, you know. And um, from there, it was History Maker, you know. First group to sign the Wu-Tang Records, besides Wu-Tang. And that, wow. it's been history since then. Mm -hmm. um, during that time, too, sir, did um, you guys had an unreleased album titled Nothing New Under the Sun. Did that eventually become the last Shelby first, sir? Um, no, that was completely different. Oh, it was? Shelby first. Yeah, that was completely different. Um, Ain't Nothing New Under the Sun was um, basically like a little EP. It was an album that we never never finished. But oh. then we put out the four songs, you know, Soldiers of Darkness, Five Archangels, No Love Without Hate. And then I think like an extended version of Five Archangels or one of those songs. Is that Bloody Choices? Like little... When I came later on, this was like in the first beginning. Okay. When we came with the white label. Yeah, this was the first song we dropped before we did the last shall be first. Was Soldiers of Darkness, Five Archangels, and um, No Love Without Hate, and that was independently the first three songs that Wu Tang Records dropped on us to create the buzz. And oh. it was a buzz. It was. Yeah. And then you know was. we was yeah. Then we was working on that album with Wu Tang Records. Ain't nothing new under the sun. And then Wu Tang got picked up by Priority, and we was in that deal, but at the time, that's when Red Act came with an offer, you know, through um situation that took place with Razor and Killer Priest. You know, we pretty much had the same contract as Wu-Tang, where we could sign as a group, and then each individual can go off and do a solo. As you saw, Killer Priest was already doing Sign the Geffen. Yes, so, with Heavy Mental, yes. Yes, so that was the plan, but you know, things don't always work out the way you want them to, but you know, I had to, you know, expand out from there, take the brand somewhere else, to acting, film, music, you know, music scoring, soundtracks, placements, you know, and I've just been carrying the name with me all the time, you know, proud of your son from Sons of Man. <laughs> um, is it true that Old Dirty Bastard f gave you your first mainstream placement on Protect Your Neck Part 2, sir? That was my face first, 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 first debut. Oh, wow. Yes, sir. That was a, you Rest killed that verse. I love that. Uh, yeah, we just having fun that night in the studio. <laughs> Sean King. Yeah, he was all off that ginseng wine. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Dirk McGirt, uh, one of the greats to ever do it. Yeah, man, rest in peace, my brother. Rest in daily. Um, I was wondering if you rest could take... Uh, we The world definitely does, sir. The world has been the same since ODB left us. Um, I was wondering if you can take me back to that session, Ken, because I understand you had a very personal friendship with him. I mean, we was in there particularly when Dirty was on the first um, album. And, you know, you had the studio booked out. So we would always be over there because in those, day, in those days, you know, the studio would be locked down for a month. You know, 
to get the album done. So, you know, but other days, Dirty wasn't in there. Sons of Man would go in there and get a little session on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was basically, you know, a word Dirty ain't here, you'll get the engineer to slay something, you know? And um, that particular night, we was all in there. Uh, I remember we was drinking, and it was like 3, 4 in the morning, you know, drinking some ginseng wine and doing martial arts. You know, we was doing all type of stuff. The, the strap test with the hands, the palms and all that. And um, <laughs> so that's why that energy in the room was like that. It was just like we was on the block. And then they put the mic up and turned the beat on. And everything that you hear on that track is authentic. From the, the organ and the screaming in the beginning of the track, that was no acting. That was real. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, man. So, yeah, all that, everything you heard on those tracks, man, it wasn't no, like, yo, you go in there and say this. It was, it was somebody happened to be in the control room and heard it going, yo, press record. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. And you that makes some of the best. Well, that makes some of the best things know? come out, too, when it's not planned. 100%. You know, in the moment. Um, I understand that you have your own uh, company called God's Inc. Is that still around, sir? Yeah, I still have Garzy, but you know, I, you know, I had that for years, and then I basically, um, you know, started my entertainment multimedia solution company the last, I said, five years. Sun Entertainment Group Multimedia Solution. Okay. And that's pretty much that's what's um that's what's executive producing this album right here. You know, it's the rebirth. You know, that's you know me with Cleopatra, Sony, Orchid. And, um, yeah, you know, music, film, and television. And, you know, also consulting artists, musicians, actors, you know, helping them build a brand, you know. So I've been doing that for a while, for a long time. That's pretty much some of my transition over to where I'm at in Hollywood, you know, film, you know, acting, and things of that nature. Well, speaking of acting, too, um, you actually appeared in uh, HBO Sex in the City. Yes, sir. That was my, one of my main major acting debuts. It was the first episode that broke the color barrier, that's for sure. And, um, you know, at the time, the show was receiving, um, you know, views and comments for not having any multiculturalization on the show. So, I was on the first episode with black people. <laughs> wow, you broke the color, wow. And, mm -hmm. and, that's very, and that's a piece of history right there, too. Oh, yeah. And it's a lot of things that I'm a part of the history, man. I just, you know, I just know I'm here to do what I'm here to do, you know, so. Like you said, I don't, um, be ex super excited you yeah. know because I don't know I can't really explain it but you know my whole career when I look back you know it's always the person be the person to do that you know went to France did the song with I Am you know we won a French Grammy you know biggest hip hop collaboration between French and American besides Guru and MC Solo they went to Germany with DJ Tomic me and Jizzle won the Viva TV Award. Germany was number one in hip-hop. Before that, France was number one. 
You know, yes. Yeah, so I, 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 you know, I like to do stuff that is new. You know, I'm not afraid to venture and um, venture out. Okay. You know, um, I was curious on. I the just first... recently did a. I just recently did a um, remix with the rock band Hollywood Undead for a song called Whatever It Takes. Oh. Yeah, big rock band. Yeah, so we did a remix song. Me, a guy named Demrick, and um, another MC named Fudge. Oh. So that's that's how right there. We dropped the last four twenty. Last year, 420. Uh, you know, hip-hop rock. You know, it's got a lot of hits on YouTube. So, oh. yeah, I like to mix it up, you know. That's the best way to be. Um, so you expand and expand your brand. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then, too, stepping out of your comfort zone, too, could be one of the most best things that you can ever do in your life. One of my most favorite, favorite things by you is um, your solo career, too. Um, when I listen to The Spark, when I listen to tracks like Legendary, All Is Fair, or even Trial, my most favorite is Trials of Life, too. Um, what inspired that album? Oh, thank you. Oh, you're most welcome, sir. I was going to say, that that's my joint right there, Trials of Life. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Well, you know, what inspired it was, you know, time for it needing to be done, you know. And plus, you know, the fans. There's always the fans, you know, had me in the DM and different places like, yo, what happened to the swarm, man? The thing, man. Anybody gonna do anything like that again? Yo, peace out. If anybody can do it, you can do it. Yo, what's up? You know, and originally I was gonna put the album out, you know, just for a little mixtape. But then I started working on it. And then I started looking at it in another aspect, like, you know what? I just need to put this out as an album. You know, spark. Spark the people back up. Let them know that the, this style is still here. You haven't heard from me, but my, my, I haven't changed. But I have. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. As far as my formula and my style. You know, I grew, but I, you know, and I changed, you know, naturally as evolving. But as far as my style and my gift, my gift is still there. You know, it's not washed out. It's ready at any given time. You know, because I appreciate, I appreciate my gift and my gifts. You know what I'm saying? So they give me the best. And I like how you said too. You appreciate that too, um, because most people, after let's say like ten years, they would be tired of it too. But you're 21 years in and still going hard too. Like that just shows the passion for it too as well. Yeah, man, you know, you gotta, you know, use what you was given, man, and the best of your ability, you know, so, I do my best, you know, to stay grateful, man, because, you know, you're not promised tomorrow, or the next breath. Yes. You know, so, just gotta make the best out of what you have and grow from there, you know, so, yeah, I guess, you're saving my life, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, so, you, you definitely learn to appreciate it when it, it goes to that degree and extent. Yes. You know, to save your life, then you really like, you know what, man? I got to show you love, man. Make sure I treat you right. You know, even when you're still learning and growing in this industry, you know, you don't let that take you away from your gift. Your gift is yours. They can't take that. 
They might can mess up paperwork or do whatever they do, you know, for certain deals that may, you know, artists may get screwed over or whatever, but you can always rebuild, start from new, start from scratch, let everything go, and start new. Your gift going to give you what you need. That's very true. Your gift is going to give you what you need. Um, That's right, you know. Um, would you consider um, Prod- Prodigal Son Meets DJ Premier a mixtape or just a street project, sir? Well, it was a, it was, I call it a street tape. That's what I called it. Okay. You know, it's, like a, it's basically me picking out all my favorite Premier songs. And it was a, basically like a, um, a dedication and honor to DJ Premier. Okay. I was going to say, yeah, because, like, some of those beats were for all the people, though, but when I heard you spin over those all those years ago, I'm like, wow, these beats, like, made, they were, like, made for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's because, you know what, those beats, I always loved it, so they was always <laughs> in my dialect, so I knew exactly how I would kill it if I was on it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I still respect, you know, to those that did it before me, you know, but I just had to borrow it real quick. I was going to say, I don't think anyone can mess with that, too. I was like, DJ Premier, you need to haul that prodigal son, man, because he's killing on those. Yeah, Premier, my man. You know, every time I see Premier, what's up? You got some stuff with it? <laughs> you know, I haven't seen him in a minute, but we're going to connect, because I'm about, this next record I'm about to do, I'm about to turn the heat up. Okay. You know, i got to turn it up. Yeah, the next one after this rebirth, I'm, I'm going all out. You know what I'm saying? It's called Water Under the Bridge. And this is uh, your solo or another Sons of Man, sir? No, this is another solo. You know, The Redeemed is out right now. That's my last one. And I dropped these some 11. But now, you know, my goal is to, you know, keep one in the chamber every year. You know what I'm saying? Just to build up and, you know, get these new fans out here. I'm gaining new fans. They listening, you know. Fans listen to words. It's coming back to lyrics. Yes. So I want to be the... Right in that crowd with the new generation, you know. Yeah, that's that, Pete's son right there. He's dropping that stuff. <laughs> and that redeem too. That redeem like songs like the Takeoff or Home of the Braveheart too, or even Kent's County. I was like, damn, yo, this is like, this is what hip hop should sound like. Yeah, I like to, you know, I like to. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. You know, You're welcome. I really appreciate that because that, that's my overall goal. Just, you know, give my best. And I like to make it sound as, you know, detailed and cinematic as possible. You know, it's like you're looking at a movie that you can press pause on and come back to or just listen, look at the whole movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the same way I did the, re- the Rebirth album. It's like a movie. You know, you can feel the cinema in it, the emotions, the heart, you know. We came from the era of the 444. You know, the four, four, eight. You know, the heart felt chakras when you got to sit down and listen. It, it sits you down because of what's being said through the music. You know, like Marvin Gaye, you know, Curtis Mayfield. You know, you dancing, but you really inside the song. And that's the type of, um, you know, music I like to make where you can actually get inside of it. And, and that's the you way... Know, experience it yourself. And that's the way how music should be made, too. It makes you reflect and actually sits you down and makes you pay attention to the actual lyrics as opposed to just listening to the beat. Because I'm a person who listens to the lyrics. Yeah, 
Me too. You know, growing up, listening to, you know, hip-hop, Big Daddy Kane, Rockham, Careless One, Public Enemy, you know, all the way down to the last poets and different people. You know, I listened to the lyrics, you know, because I already knew that was in me. You know, I paid attention as a child and analyzed, you know, so that's why my writing is in that way, pictorial, Um, I was curious too on the longest song that ever took you to like to complete too. Like you really took your time on it too, or you never really spent that much on a song before. Like let's say a month for it, or even a week. Oh, I spend I spend time on songs. Okay, I spend time on songs. Sometimes I might you know go in the studio or write something right there, but when it comes to my album, you know, I take my time. You know, I take the song home. I listen to it in my car, my room, you know, my, my iPod. I travel with the track, you know, and I take care of everything that I'm looking at around me in my environment, wherever I may be. You never know when you might capture something that relates to what you're writing to in the moment, you know? So, yeah, cause it could take me up to one day, up to two, three months. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. Depending on what to say. Yeah, you know. Because sometimes, you know, now if I sit down and focus, it'll take me a couple of days. But, you know, I have a schedule. Yeah. And I do besides music. So, I um I put that time aside for that. But, you know, like this Rebirth album, I started in October. You know, I went everything live. You know, built me and my producers. We built tracks around vocals. You know, some things, you know, we had, some things we didn't, and we made it a musical masterpiece. But it took me from October to February to complete that record, you know. So I put a lot of time into it, because I know that it was coming off of The Last Shall Be First. And it's never going to be The Last Shall Be First, but it still can give you a feel of inspiration, you know, of something from that album. And you guys no came. Elements. And you guys came back at the most perfect time too, because the underground and lyrics is at an all-time high right now. And no one better way to come back with a Sons of Band rebirth album. Yeah, bro. The title and all, you know, it's, it's, it's always in the times or where it's needed, man. You know, that's that's the blessing. That's the, I heard that twice. I heard that when we dropped the spark. I heard the same words. You know, it came, this came at a perfect time, man. We needed this, you know. And, um, you know, I put Redeemed out because like, people were still, you know, um, salivating over the spark. Yeah. And then when I came with Redeemed, people caught on and they still catching on now. Like, you know, people, that album was pretty much all of me. You know, the last album was more like a family album with me down the middle, bringing all my brothers you know, together, you know what I'm saying, to, to show the world that, hey, we still family, we still we still got this, you know, ain't nobody can touch this style over here, you know what I'm saying, it's our <laughs> style, but, you know, and they as stone, so, and Redeem is more of a, you know, it was more of a, was an album of um, redemption, man. you know, letting go of the old and making space for the new, and looking back at all the things that I, um, 
experienced in my life. You know, the trials and tribulations up to date of what got me there. And, you know, the sacrifices of letting go and starting new. It's an everyday thing. You know, so the only way you can do that is redeem yourself. You know. Wow. You've got to redeem yourself. You redeem yourself that you have to forgive yourself for all this shit and all this stuff. And you have to forgive others. You can't forgive others until you forgive yourself. Because all the choices we make in life, it points back to us. Whether we was fooled or so you was fooled out, somebody fooled you, or you know you didn't, you wasn't paying attention. You know, it always resorts back to self. So I learned that a long time ago. So wow. So when you point the finger, it's three fingers pointing back at you. <laughs> so it makes you three times responsible for what's taking place. Well, you should have knew. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back and. Um, we listened to that Redeemed album, too, and I have a lot more appreciation for that, too, because what you just shared with me now, too, this is why I love when artists do interviews and they talk about their bodies of work, because it gives the listeners a more appreciation for the art and what goes into it. Exactly, man. That's, that's exactly how it's supposed to be, you know. You play it on your, through your blogs on the radio, you talk to the artists, and you hear what it's about. That's very true. It's still there. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, so. Do you know, you know how... Uh, right now, it's a lot of... Oh, go, ahead, sir. oh, no, sorry, sorry. Keep going, sir. No, I was just going to say, you know, it's a lot of hate in the world spewing right now. So, yes. you know, I'm trying to bring the love back now, you know, because right now it's much needed. The vibrations is down, you know. You see all these mass shootings and yeah. kids getting shot. Innocent people getting shot just at the grocery line buying their groceries. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. You know, so yeah, you really got to watch what you're doing, man, and pay attention because you know, like I said, it's dangerous times. So and it's also hopefully this music can help. <laughs> well. And it's also all about the energy that you put into the universe. If you put out good universe, that's what you're going to receive back. It may not come right away, but it will at some point in time. Exactly. Um, but you know, right now, we are the, I think it's an imbalance in the world. Yes. There's so much more negative you see than positive. So that's a fact. when you put it out in the universe, like you said, it may take a while, you know, but you got to have faith in what you're doing. You know, believe in yourself. Believe in what you know. You got to put, you got to believe in yourself. If you don't, nobody else will. You know, so you got to put that energy behind things that you do. And you got to be aware. You can't go for the okie doke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You can't go for the okie doke get caught up when you know the situation that was taking place right now in the world. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's crazy. You know, we grew up. And the days we grew up in, but this right here is like, it's ridiculous. This is like something else. You can't else. turn away from it. Yeah, you can't turn away. It's on your phone. It's on your iPad. It's on your computer. It's on your TV. It's in the store. It's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah, so. 
They created the perfect virus. Well, I'm still, I'm very glad that there's people like you in this world who spreads positive energy because honestly, sir, that's what the world needs. That's what the world needs in this world. People like Prodigal Son. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. And you too, brother, because you've given me the platform to actually explain it. And, you know, um, I wouldn't be here if you didn't listen and accept that type of music. You know what I'm saying? So it's always, um, that's why I say we do it for the people, man, because that's the equality right there. That's the balance. What you put in is what you will get back. And if you're putting positive out, like you said, you get it back. You know, it might not be when you want it, but. It's just, you know, it'll come. You just keep doing your part, you know? So, yeah. It ain't never when you want it. <laughs> you know, yeah. You, know, you got to do, <laughs> do what you need to get what you want, man. That's, that's the golden golden um, rule right there. That's you right. know, not do what you want and try to get what you need. You got to do what you need, and you'll get what you want, you know? That's very true. That's very true. Um, Prodigal Son, I won't take up mo- most of your time. I have two more questions for you, sir, and then I'll let you go. Uh, no problem. Thanks. Um, no worries, sir. Um, with you having an extensive history within this game, too, have you ever thought about putting together a Prodigal Son or even a Sons of Man documentary detailing the little things that the fans may not know? Yeah, we plan to do that. Right now, um, my brother Heather Razor has a documentary that I've been working on, helping him with. Yes, called sir. Bison. Oh, that particular they... documentary. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was called yeah. Risen. Who? Risen? No, I thought no, I thought it was called Risen, the Sharon Smith story. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you can pronounce it Risen or Risen. You know, Risen, Risen. <clears throat> yeah, you just spelled it with a little slang. Oh, okay. I call it yeah, I call it Risen. You know, what I'm saying because he went from being on top. Number one, love, still loved, and you know, having an accident, and now getting back on his feet, back to the top of the mountain. You know, so he rising again. Oh. You know, and he has risen. <laughs> so it can be both. And um, yeah, so yeah, that we that particular thing, that particular project we're working on, and all. I'm sure we'll get something in the future with that. Of course, I would love to. You know, I'm gonna, I'm working basically now. I'm putting together some workshops, you know, so I'm educating, you know, on the seminar platform. And, you know, basically letting people know, artists, you know, the success, the success artists now, you know, proper management, you know. Are you solid on your guy, your views, your visions? Are you sure about what you're doing? You know, things of that nature, you know, just the basics of what an artist should know. Yeah, brother, it's, 
we definitely, but that that question you asked, yeah, I definitely, uh, we definitely gonna have something like that probably in the near future. Right now, we just focus on you know getting that sound back out in the master in, in the master wave. You know, getting on the streaming sites because you know it's the first record I think that will be on the streaming sites for Sons of Man. You know, we came in vinyl and CD ever so yes, so units. Now it's a different <laughs> ball game, so. You know, had to get get a monster you. You know, still fresh and young, still running, tracking, exercising, and training, looking good, feeling good. That's right. You know, let, let the race continue. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to say, Prodigal Son, you dropped many, many gems during this interview, sir. Um, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. But before I let you go, sir, this is a question that I ask all of my guests. And the reason why I ask this question is, we're all unique individuals who have our own way of dealing with distance, too. Um, and I think you're the perfect person to ask this question, too. Do you have any words for somebody in a dark place trying to see the light? Well, my first thing would be to tell them, you know, surround yourself with love. You know? And um, continuously look for the love within yourself now. If somebody is in that dark place, you know, look at the things that make you happy, you know, the people that make you happy, and surround yourself with love, you know. That's the only way to come out of a dark place. You know, love is the elevation of, of understanding. And we all are love within. Sometimes you just got to be reminded that, you know, we all be in dark places, man. We, we live in the dark times. So, you definitely got to have that love around you and that positivity around you, you know, to spark you back up when you're in a dark place. Support that, you know. And I would say also, for yourself, ask yourself why you are in that dark place and get to the root of the problem of what got you there. To start with yourself first and start the correction from there because nobody's responsible for you but you. At the end of the day. So, stay positive, man. That's it. You know, from darkness came to light, baby. <laughs> you know? Yes. Well, I hope somebody... Everybody, within the darkness, there is a light. You know, it's, it's in there. Within that darkness, there's a little small, tiny thing of light. Within the light, there's a small speck of darkness, man. So, you know, just look for that light. If you're in the dark, baby, and it's inside of you, so... All that I can tell a person in that place is that, you know, you got to say you love yourself, man. I love that answer. You know? That's a very, that's a, a phenomenal answer, prodigal son. Surround yourself with love, too. That's why I love when, I hope somebody who really looks up to you hears that and it can help them out with that, too, sir. Because that's why I started this podcast, too, to just for somebody to hear some inspirational things and help them, sir. Because I was in a dark place before, but I pulled myself out of that by, you know what, by doing what you just said. That's right, man. And it's, that's beautiful, brother. I'm glad you did, because I'm grateful to be talking to you. And I appreciate you bringing me on the show and let me express and promote and let the world know that, you know, Sons of Man, Prodigal Son, you know, 62nd Assassin, Hellraiser, Killer Priest, the whole team, man, you know. We love the fans. We love the people. We love what we do, you know. And we definitely going to continue to shine that light, man. And through the darkness. <laughs> you know? Yes. You got to. 
And I recommend anybody who's feeling down on themselves, go listen to Sons of Man on the new album, Rebirth, on the track Kins. Pull you out of any mood and make you feel happy. Oh, yeah, man. Check out that Redeem, too. And the spark. And the spark. Don't, oh, don't worry. So I'll be posting all that so when I post this interview. Thank you, man. No, you know, like like you said, man, I hope somebody do hear this and they can direct them into a positive direction or a positive light, you know, of lifting it. Because that's what, that's what it is we need these days is love, we need care, you know, we need uplifting it, you know, we need, you know, social, like actually talking to one another and not just, you know, you know, exactly. Man. Conversation, man. Face to face, you know. None of this spread a very good message today on this interview, sir. Um, I think that's the perfect way to end this, too. Um, is there anything that you'd like to plug in before I let you go, Prodigal, son? Oh, yeah, just check me out on, you know, Prodigal Son for real at Facebook, you know, um, hashtag Prodigal Son at Twitter, you know, at Prodigal Son at, um, I mean, hashtag Prodigal Son on Instagram and at Prodigal Son on Twitter. Uh, you know, that's P-R-O-D-I-G-A-L-S-U-N-N for those that don't know. And I'd just like to thank everybody out there, man, for the years of support. You know, supporting Prodigal Sean, L. Razor, Sissy Second, Sass, Philip Priest, and the whole Sun team, and the Wolf, the whole family, man. So make sure y'all check out that movie coming out on Hulu. That's probably North coming up. And American Saga. I said, baby, using the screenplay. And if you ain't check out the documentary on Showtime, check it out. You might catch me in there. <laughs> little 18-year-old, 19-year-old P-Son with the afro. <laughs> I'll be checking so for that tonight, sir, when I watch it. Me, oh, you're most welcome, prodigal, yeah, sir. Yeah, I'm in there. You're most welcome to come back anytime, my G. If I don't contact you first, then you probably contact me first. But I'll probably contact you first. <laughs> That's it. Can't go. Yeah, This is another classic interview from the desk low, featuring a very humble soul, featuring Prodigal Son. Peace. Peace.